Jeff Klein here from the Colombian Sports Department, leading, moderating today's podcast with Andy Bueller, Meg Wachnick. What's up, listeners? Greetings. And we're going to talk a little high school football. We understand, Meg, since you missed out last week. I did, yeah. Uh, unofficially, I was at the the second game of the Twin Bill at McKenzie Stadium, Mountain View Battleground. I was took a couple days off, watched a friend get married. No one got left at the altar, so that's always a good thing. But came back and, and saw Mountain View Battleground. Second time um, this season I've seen both teams play. Uh, Mountain View scored 54 points for the second straight game. Um, what impressed me about Mountain View, I know we've talked offensively about the Thunder in previous weeks, but um, defensively really, really impressed with the Thunder have done the first three weeks of the season. They've held opponents to a combined 24 points in three games, uh, just three touchdowns allowed. And um, this is a team that now just hot off the presses uh, in the last couple of hours released the AP poll. The Thunder come in ranked eighth in Class 3A, so making their debut in the state football ranking. So, so they've been unranked up to this point? They were. They were they've received votes the last couple weeks in the rankings, but moving to 2-1 uh, obviously impressed the voters enough statewide to get them uh, in the official top 10 rankings for Class 3A. So go through the list here since we're talking about it. Um, I know this was a topic on the show last week, Hawkinson not being ranked number one. And they where are, are they now? They are indeed number one. In fact, all 11 first-place votes uh, statewide. So Hawkinson, number one for 2A. The he, voter must have listened to the 360 Press podcast. Clearly. Absolutely. As, no as, question. As the Hawks have vaulted clear to the top. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Uh, no doubt. So uh, Class 4A Union actually received two first place votes, but they come in at number three in Class 4A. Camus uh, is tied with Gonzaga Prep for number eight after beating West Valley of Yakima pretty handily last week. So those are our four teams, Clark County teams, that are ranked in this week's statewide AP football poll. Now, you did mention the, the greatness of Mountain View this past week against Battleground. Now to go the other side of it, Battleground has its big rivalry game with Prairie this week. Prairie also on the losing end of a game last week to Black Hills, 33-28. How do you guys see Prairie and Battleground this week? You know, I, I really like what, what Mike Peck has done uh, in his first year as head coach at Prairie. Uh, off to a 2-1 and one start. I know that game obviously was winnable last week for the Falcons. Um, this is a game I see going in, in Prairie's favor. This is a team that last year went 3-6 and six and just missed out uh, on the second straight year, uh, missing out on uh, the tiebreaker with Evergreen and Bay. So this, this team is, is definitely going in the right direction. A.J. Dixon has been very impressive as his first year at quarterback, making that transition from, from wide receivers. So I think this should be um, a winnable game uh, for Prairie, moving up to 3-1. and one. I do believe AM910 will be doing play-by-play -play for that game. Ooh. So listeners can tune in for that one. Excellent. Um, then to go to the more extreme side of things, we have two big, team pro two big programs heading over to Doc Harris. We have Bellevue and Camus. Can I go give a quick shout-out before we move on oh. to this week? We Just love shout-outs, absolutely. <laughs> shout well, away. So I covered Woodland Washougal last week and uh, kind of expected Woodland, just with the offensive numbers that they had been putting up, to roll. Um, and, you know, there were a few times in, in the game where it, it looked like Woodland was uh, in position to pull away. Um, tons of flags, I mean, to a frustrating point where, uh, you know, from I mean, Washougal killed a couple of their own drives with 
uh, flags and just penalty after penalty. Um, but the Panthers, you know, their quarterback, Dalton Payne, looked really good. Um, he, he, Woodland couldn't get a hold of him. Uh, you know, el- elusive in the pocket. Um, his final stat line, as I'm looking at it right now, was uh, 21 for 38, uh, 274 uh, passing yards, and he threw uh, the touchdown pass with just over three minutes left to uh, Jacob Davis, a nice little um, you know, fade to the back corner of the end zone. Uh, Jacob Davis also had a huge, huge game, but um, at running back, sophomore, um, who was it? Sophomore Peter Boylan had 11 carries for 133 yards, and I believe 109 of those came in the second half. And this is a guy, uh, or this is a team that is replacing um, a, a very dynamic uh, any down running back in Kate Coons, and that was a huge question mark coming into the season whether Washougal um, would have, you know, an answer to replace uh, such a, a productive back as as Coons, and. Coming into the season, uh, Coach Dave Hajek had just said, you know, hey, we'll, we'll be young, but we'll have some promising weapons, and we'll see if, um, we'll see how it, it kind of shakes out. And, and, you know, three weeks in, they had, they pulled out all the stops and, and did have a lot of guys who, who, who could make plays. So I, I was impressed with Washougal, even though they came up short, uh, thanks to Tyler Flanagan's 86-yard touchdown pass, or, or uh, kick return with a, uh, Three minutes left. So, just wanted to shout out that game. Uh, not forget about that that two A matchup, which which debuted the two A JHSL. True. Obviously, you have another big big matchup: Hawkinson River, Huge. seven o'clock Huge. Friday, Chiefman Stadium. Um, what is what is your take on on that game? Well, is Columbia River's defense going to be able to um, slow down Hawkinson's dynamic offense? Um, Hawkinson has put up just astounding numbers um and you know they have a core of receivers that can you know basically on any down any guy can step up and make a play we saw that against you saw that against archbishop murphy tons of times yes sure and you know how how uh they had what four different receivers with touchdown passes um and so you've got this you know crazy dynamic offense in the number one team in the state the defending state champs coming in to uh, face a river team that, that has a defense that it really um, is proud of, a senior-heavy defense with a, a deep linebacker core. Um, they've got the uh, defending PIL Defensive Player of the Year in Tyrell Vayval, uh, com- that who came in as a uh, nose guard. And, you know, they, they want to... Um, they want to be a team to to kind of send a message to Hawkinson. Uh, offensively, I think that there's some question marks as to whether Rivers' offense can, can keep up with Hawkinson's. Uh, but what I'm going to be looking at most is how, how River is able to um, control Hawkinson, um, Hawkinson's attack. I know, Jeff, you mentioned, uh, obviously, Camus Bellevue. That is a game I'll be at Friday. That is a game that I've been looking forward to ever since hearing that Bellevue was going to travel down. This is a program, obviously, everyone knows Bellevue, 15 state championships since 2001. Um, if you're familiar what's going on with Bellevue, it's not obviously the same Bellevue team. Yeah, so, a- so would this have been a better game a couple years ago, you think? Oh, absolutely. And and I believe it will still be a, a very fantastic game. This is still a wing-tee heavy um, 
um, offense. Obviously, Butch Goncharoff is no longer the head coach of the program, but they've got um, – this is obviously um, their, their third head coach in three years. He is a, a recent Bellevue graduate. But this is still that wing T offense that made Bellevue known. Um, over the last 15, 16 years. So I was doing a little bit of math before we came on here, and ever since Camus allowed 31 straight points in the week one game against Lincoln, they have outscored their opponents 148 to 14. So you take the first two quarters of their season off the board, and Camus is just right back to where Camus normally is. So I see this being um, a bit of a, a shootout game. I, see, I could see it being a very high-scoring game. Um, it should be a very, very entertaining one at Doc Harris. And no doubt another packed house at Doc Harris. So anyone going probably should get there early, and it's going to be a playoff atmosphere, no doubt. It always is a Doc, yes. absolutely. Yes. Yeah, no, this should, should be a good one. Um, what other games do we have on tap that we're, are going to be uh, big ones to watch this week? Oh, boy. Uh, let's see. We talked about the... The District Stadium Battleground Prairie. We talked about obviously the two-way GSHL game with Hawkinson River and uh, and Camus. This non-league game before league play starts. Boy, those are, I say, probably the three the three kind of showcase games in Clark County. This is a big week of of other games. Tuning up before everybody hits the league schedule. Yeah, yeah. Um, Heritage and, and Mountain View face off. Uh, the final uh, non-league game for, for Mountain View. For Heritage, I think this is going to be interesting. Um, freshman quarterback Nikki Scott did not play last week, talking with Coach Matt Gracie a little bit last week. Um, he intentionally held um, Scott out against their, uh, their game against Kelso, in which they, they lost up at, at Schroeder Field in Kelso. Um, because it's a non-league game, I wouldn't be surprised if Nikki Scott doesn't play again. Again, it's kind of the future of your program. Um, there's no reason to, to possibly um, re-injure his knee. His knee injury is not severe at all, but um, I would not be surprised if Skyler Scoggins gets uh, the starting go uh, at quarterback for Heritage. In this so game. no reason to, for, for Heritage fans, no reason to panic? No, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And and I know Coach Gracie, um, there, there were a lot of things that Kelso did well last week, but uh, I know he was kind of looking at his team and knowing that they kind of have to go back to the drawing board a little bit and get a little bit more improvement on some areas. But um, no reason to panic whatsoever. Um, it, to switch gears a little bit, Andy, you were at a uh, significant, uh, a different kind of football match the other night where you got to see a milestone of sorts that we don't get to see every day. Yeah, I was watching the real football being played. <laughs> oh, there it is. Um, yeah, uh, Prairie went and played at Doc Harris against Camus in, in a – uh, a non-league uh, game last night, and, and Prairie is a team that, that was, uh, you know, a program that, that made a run at state last year, and are, we're replacing some players. We're, um, we're talking girls soccer here, folks, yes, just, yes, just yes. so you know. Well, they, they already picked up on that when I said real soccer. Yeah, of course. <laughs> real football. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, Prairie came into Doc Harris uh, still looking for their first win on the season. Um, they had, you know, a couple ties and three losses, and so... Uh, still very much trying to uh, work things out, um, and they ran into a Camus team that has taken a couple losses uh, as well in, in, in this non uh, non league slate. They lost to Jesuit and then they of Oregon, and then they uh, lost last weekend to uh, Pialup. And so, uh, yeah, I, I know they were looking for their stride and looking for their chemistry and uh, forward and reigning uh, all region player of the year, Maddie Kemp. Uh, came into the game with 95 goals on her career, which is 14 more than already than the Camus school record uh, or the program record, which was 81. Maddie broke that last season uh, on November 2nd, 
And so uh, I remember, you know, I covered the game where she broke the, the program record, and it was um, kind of only a matter of time, and it was an assumption that, sure, she, she was going to, you know, come in at some point and break this this season. And uh, she had been frustrated with um, her uh, not being able to find her um, – find her footing and, and score as much in, in these first couple games as she would have liked. Um, and I, I, you know, reached out to Roland Minder the day before, on Monday, the day before the game, and just said, you know, hey, um, where's Maddie at in relation to 100 goals? Uh, and he said, she's five away. Um, if, she, if she starts scoring tomorrow, if she gets to a hat trick, we're going to take her out and play team play. And so... Kemp, it didn't quite happen. Well, so, <laughs> right. And so Kemp in the first half has two goals. Camus goes into the break leading 5-2. to two, And uh, Prairie scored two goals in fairly rapid succession. And uh, Minder was not pleased with, with giving up those goals. And so at halftime, he lit a fire under the papermakers. And they came out into the second half, and uh, Kemp proceeded to score four more goals. She had uh, what... I'm not sure it's a real thing, but we'll call it a double hat trick. Uh, she scored six goals, and the fifth being just like an absolute rocket from outside the 18 that the goalkeeper didn't even have a chance to get a finger on. Um, and she she broke the century mark. And so shout out to Maddie Kemp. Uh, big landmark game yesterday. Certainly, uh, you know there were uh, she she you know took over and put on a show at, at Doc Harris. And, and Cam has got a big win over a, a non-league opponent in um, in Prairie. So, I'm curious to know your thoughts, Andy. I, I saw Camus and Maddie play a couple games last year on their way to the semis. What makes Maddie um, such a, a special and gifted player? In your opinion? Well, she's just one of those one of those players that when she gets the ball with space, anything can happen. And so, at least just watching Prairie's def- uh, defenders last night, and you know, watching teams try to defend her last year. Um, Obviously, teams have done things that have successfully frustrated her, but when she gets the ball in space and she gets the ball at her feet, she's so confident with the ball, and she it, it essentially you know, moves with the ball essentially on a string. Um, and she has such a lethal shot from anywhere within you know, 20-plus yards that you, you have to be on her, and she, she proved that last night. Um, she had one... There was one play where it was a counterattack. I think it came from either the defense, the Camus defense, or their goalkeeper. Played it up to Maddie at about uh, a little past half uh, field. And almost the entire def- Prairie defense, the four defenders, were dropped back. And she took on ev- all four defenders. And you know, the uh, guys working in the press box at, at Camus um, just, you know, as soon as she got the ball in space, she basically had a half of the field to run and, and beat four four players and individually took every one of them and scored and they were just like busting out laughing it's just like it, at that point it's you know you're she scored four goals on the night and it's like okay Howard she looks unstoppable um, so she just you know is, is a heat seeker when when she's got the ball and she was uh, you know hard to account for last night and I, from your story, she, Gonzaga got a good one for, yeah. for the uh, next season. And and those who want to see uh, some great shots we took last night, uh, the photos are online at 360preps.com and on our Instagram at 360preps. So you can go take a look and see uh, some great shots of 
Maddie Kemp and what she did last night. Well, we can't end the podcast, Jeff, without the inaugural Jeff's Tennis Corner. Oh, please. Oh, yes. <laughs> you were able to go out. Was it Monday? It was, it was Monday. Yeah. It was a nice day. I went and saw Skyview and Mountain View hit some tennis balls. Uh, two of the better... Two of our better programs, and you know, no disrespect to anyone else, because Union and Camas also very good teams. I've yet to see play, but I will. Um, Skyview is kind of rebuilding, but at the same time, they've got a very good doubles team, a very good singles player that I got to see, and Mountain View, same respect. They've got a very good doubles team. Um, for Skyview, they have a player, Jonathan Hutley, who played number one singles against Mountain View that day, and and won. One kind of a battle. The score didn't indicate that, but he hit really well. And I asked Coach Jay Gowan where he's been hiding him. He said, well, he's been hiding behind a guy named Andrew Cabasi who came away with two state titles and now is at Willamette University. So he wasn't actually hiding. He was just kind of laying in the weeds Mm -hmm. behind a really good player. But Mountain View's doubles team has been to state and are looking to do get back there again. And they're both underclassmen, so they can... They can make their way up too, but at the moment, Clark County boys tennis is, I'm not really sure where they're at. We've had really good success the last few years from this area, and a lot of those players last year graduated, so it's going to be interesting to see where everyone will fall come May, since we have to wait. Right. Yeah, do you foresee anyone from those two programs, Skyview or Mountain View, or any of the other Clark County kids making possibly a run at state? Mountain View is hope, very hopeful. They need to, and but they're young still, and it's it's all a matter of who's coming back from everywhere else. And the big te- there'll be a big test this weekend. Mountain View's hosting their Mountain View Invitational with Skyview and a couple teams from the Puget Sound area at Club Green Meadows over the weekend. If anyone wants to go watch, it's all free. Just got the Club Meadows. It's inside, and I understand the weather this weekend may be questionable, but. They have indoor courts and good viewing, so go good. go check that out. Good. And Thursday, I'm going to catch my first non-football game of the week. I'm going to head over to the 4A Greater St. Helens League opener in volleyball between Union and Camas. These are two teams that reached the bi-district tournament up in Kent last year, but both are a little young, especially young on Camas' side with six sophomores. But that should be a very entertaining match nonetheless because when those two teams play, it's always entertaining. So it should be a good one. Absolutely. Um, I think I touched on this last week on the podcast, but uh, our top football plays of the week, uh, something that we are now rolling out our third week of uh, voting as of Wednesday at 3.47 p.m. when we're recording this. uh, The voting is still open. Um, If you go to blogs.columbian.com, you can find our high school sports blog where um, each week... um, I gather up the best, the top plays, video highlights, like a sports center top 10, if you will, uh, from around Clark County uh, and kind of put them out to a fan vote. So this week we had five plays, uh, all incredibly good plays um, that we'll have the video for um, up on the blog. You can watch it and uh, vote for yourself and uh, so voting will close uh, typically Wednesday nights uh, every week Uh, but uh, something that that I hope to do is uh, get as many videos and highlights as possible we can only be out at so many games and as much as we'd like to you know be out at every game uh, that's not always the case 
Uh, so, you know, there's a, there were a couple of games this past week that I, I wish we could have been out and I wish I could have gotten video highlights for, um, but alas, I did not. So if you're out at a game and uh, you see something or you record something on your phone, please, by all means, uh, send a, a highlight in with the, the subject line highlights to sports at Columbian.com. Uh, that way... You know, do it over the weekend so that way by the time on Monday when I compile the top plays, we can have, um, you know, the biggest pool possible of, of highlights to choose from and for you guys to be able to uh, vote for your favorite play. Or if you can't do email, definitely tweet any one of us. You're probably listening to this podcast on your mobile device, so you can uh, DM them to us or just respond, um, reply on, on Twitter. We want to get as many videos as possible. We want to get as many kids and teams represented every week as possible. And the same goes for questions for the podcast. If you guys are uh, loyal listeners and uh, you feel like there's something that we're not talking about, uh, you guys have questions for us, uh, by all means, at 360preps, uh, tweet at us. You guys um, can tweet at us individually. I'm at Andy Bueller. I'm at Meg Wachnick. Holla. And not hot. The hall is not in the, the. Oh, it is not. Yeah, I was just trying to be cool. <laughs> and I am at Jeff Klein six eight, and always uh, Colombian's uh, prep account is at three sixty preps, and we all have access to that one, so we we will see it. And feel free to DM us at that one also, because again, everybody will see that one. And same with the videos. Um, yeah, we we'll, we welcome all any and all. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. All right. Is that it for this week? That is. I think we're out. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week.